Welcome to TAD Talks, the source for information, news, and best practices for career and workforce professionals. Taking the mystery out of career development for you and your customers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of TAD Talks. and welcome everybody to this edition of TAD Talks. This is Tressa Dorsey, president of TAD Grants. And with me as always, my partner in crime from the frozen tundra, Aaron Lesson. How are you today, sir? Hey, I'm good, Tressa. Thanks for, I guess, the, the beautiful introduction of your boss. Anybody who's listening, we always joke, the four people who listen, including my mom, to our podcast, She'll laugh at that because we know that Tress and I have a good banter on who's actually the boss of our equally owned business. But I'll defer to you, President Dorsey. Oh, thank and, you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, before we get into today, we always give a good weather update and it was a balmy negative eight. We're going to warm up to <laughs> one degrees Fahrenheit today. So pretty excited about that and only going to get another few inches of snow. So I don't know why people live in Michigan. It's a great state other than the <laughs> negative eight degrees. And, you know, right. I mean, if you had mountains, at least you could snowboard. But I'm not sure what y'all do for snow yeah, activities. We, there. we we have what's called hills that they actually do ski down. But I don't oh. think it's quite the same. Well, I, I don't envy you um, as usual. And, you know, when it comes to the weather here in California today, Northern California, Sacramento, it's going to be 60 and mm. sunny. So rough, you know, I'm cold as usual. I can't all wear right. shorts. I'm, you know, a little depressed about that as usual. Yeah, things are happening all over all over the country weather-wise and uh, things yeah. are happening all over the world. Actually, is kind of cool because when we talk about the world, we are so lucky today to have a really amazing guest who's coming with us all the way from Cairo, Egypt. Thank goodness for technology. Although I will have to say at some point I might be hitting up a little uh, pyramid trip. I'm not going to lie. We might have to work something out there. But uh, our, our special guest today is Alia El Derderi, and I'm going to probably mess that up, so she will correct me. I'm, I'm trying hard there. But Alia is actually a facilitating career development instructor. She's a certified career coach, as well as an ICF certified life coach, in addition to doing multiple different types of training consultant work around, you know, not just Cairo, but she has multiple clients. I got to tell you, I'm so excited. Welcome, Alia, and thank you so much for being on TAD Talks today. And thank you. Thank you, Tressa and Aaron. It's my pleasure to be with you. And well, you did a great job saying my name. So it's Alia Elderdiri. You're very welcome. But I just realized that's a really good time to not be in charge, to learn to say your name in, as it is in Arabic. Because as Tressa said before our podcast started, names to us are very important. And yeah. Especially with Tressa's name, she's, I introduce her all the time as Trina and Teresa. <laughs> she really likes that. And by the end of it. most trainings, people are like, they'll slowly raise their hand <laughs> and they'll say, well, how do you say your name again? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, my job is done well. Just enough to spin a little confusion, right? That's, uh, that's about it. So yeah, so I appreciate you letting me have the honors of introducing our guest, Aaliyah. I'm so excited about today's conversation. But what I think people want to probably know first, tell us about you. Like, what do you do? What's your what, what's your bread and butter game over there in Cairo? And, and kind of give us a little bit of your background of how you got into career development. Yeah, what would I say about myself is I am a person with the mission of building a better life. 
for myself and for others. And by building, I mean like putting the blocks of different colors over each other to have this strong standing wall and different colors as in, you know, different aspects of life. And this is why for the past 11 years, I have been working as a career development coach and a business skills trainer, a training consultant, working with individuals and in, in corporate to educate people how to lead a better, more successful career and personal lives. So before that, I graduated surprisingly from the School of Pharmaceutical Sciences. I also work at some time as a lecturer for management and leadership. I worked also as a strategic planning manager for a pharmaceutical marketing agency. And above all that, I am a perpetual student of human behavior and life. And, and yeah, I'm Egyptian, living in Egypt, Cairo, which is the capital. And I traveled to several countries, including the U.S. and, and the U.K., it was in the pursuit of finding the similarities between people of the different worlds. This is what I'm truly passionate about. Yeah, that's me. That's awesome. That's just an amazing take on it. It's it's so interesting being able to travel all over the country and have a different perspective of different cultures and how careers and life. I mean, you know, just people are people at a certain point, right? And people experience things uh, often similarly. And then, you know, there are some differences, but I think that's an amazing perspective. And I love your idea of building the the wall with the, you know, it's like the foundation with the colors. I just thought that was a great visual first for people that listen to the podcast, but you know, it's great for them to kind of get a sense of what that looks like. I, I really appreciate that perspective. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, for sure. And you know what it strikes me again, your background in education, right? Being a pharmacist to a lecturer to diving deep into the world of careers and, and life coaching to make a difference in people's worlds. And so I think it's with that that will set a little bit more of the direction of today's podcast in that we scripted some questions, but truthfully, you know, everybody worldwide has experienced the pandemic and, and it's affected us all in some manner. And so give us an idea. What are the challenges with those that you're assisting? Let's say you're working to like teach the facilitating career development and you're helping those, those professionals grow, or you're actually doing some one-on-one -on -one coaching. What are some of the common challenges that people are facing in regards to careers and, and job choice right now that you're experiencing? Yes. Now that you've mentioned the pandemic, well, let me tell you, it's, it's been a moment, well, a long moment of... Yeah, yeah of awakening, I would call, because it made people reevaluate almost every single thing in their lives, mm. of course, including careers. So I had my, my own share of reflection during this uh, year of 2020, because we have been all faced with this inevitable change. Some of my clients couldn't simply adapt. Mm. They, uh, they remained in, in the denial and anger phases for long enough to see the negative impact of this on their performance and their daily routines. And so we had to work together on this emotional aspect of acceptance. Another challenge that I, I faced was the realization of some people that their jobs were not really a priority to their organizations when they, of course, were laid off because of budget cuts and 
I believe it's it's been the same all, uh, all around the world because at that time they didn't really know what to do, whether to search for a similar job in a different place or to completely shift to another uh, occupation or another field. And with this specific uh, type of clients, we had to look back uh, to all their achievements and, and all the skills they acquired in their areas of expertise and competence in order to put them into action in their pursuit of not just a job, but fulfilling job. And one challenge that I believe we all have been through is the psychological impact of the lockdown and maybe of losing someone who was close to us and, and how this psychological state impacted not only our jobs, but our outlook to life. So I remember myself having some moments of questioning whether what I'm doing in life was really meaningful. Do I have to, to do something else? Do I have to stop doing something that I'm currently doing? And, you know, these kinds of questions to some may seem scary, but I believe they've been very enlightening. We, we had a different outlook to life. Now, maybe in my age, uh, I wouldn't say I'm too old, but I'm not too young. I wouldn't say how old I am, of course, <laughs> but... <laughs> Nor <yeah>. would we. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no age guessing on this show. And the good thing, I believe it's uh, voices only, so they, they cannot, you know... Cannot <laughs> get oh, your picture will accompany this. I don't want to hear <laughs> it. Great insight. Sometimes I think... <laughs> People, they will not change for better or worse unless they're just flat out forced to change, to reevaluate, to examine. As you've said that you've helped them to the psychological aspect of a, a loss or a transition, those who have come to embrace that, that will pay off for them. I think that's an interesting message. And I even hear it myself. It's hard, right? Like you said, you examined yourself and what you're doing and where you're going. And so for those of us who are in the helping business of, of helping other people, we often say in our trainings, you need to start with yourself. You need to look at what you believe and where you're going, because that's going to impact your next move, even if it's helping another person. And so I think those who have, have transitioned through this properly at the end will will have probably greater fulfillment and, and maybe a joy or happiness in what they do or where they're going because of being forced to change during this past year or year and a half. At the end, I know it's cliche to say, well, maybe all this change, there's going to be good at the end. And I'm sure there are people who right now probably, I guess, would doubt that. I mean, maybe they're still struggling and maybe they're finally getting the impact. But I think it's through work that you're doing and individuals like you that there's hope. Have you heard recently, and I know I'm changing a shift here a little bit, but the hope action theory, have you heard much on that right now? But it sounds very intriguing. So yeah. it is. And, and, and I would encourage you and our listeners. It, it's really taken over some areas. I'm working with a group in Singapore and they brought individuals in to talk about the purposefulness of hope. And even for myself, that's hard to grasp because hope almost feels elusive. But the idea behind it is that you can purposefully foster it within yourself and other people. And so it's just really, a, um, it's not a new concept, right? But it's a new focus that I think is really relative to the time period in which we're going right now. 
tell me in your daily activities, in your work, because you definitely have a varied approach of what you do, right? You have like hands out everywhere doing stuff. And Tressa and I know that because we kind of do too. Tressa sits on a national board as the Western representative for the National Association of Workforce Development Professionals, affectionately called NOTUP. That's and a you mouthful. Know, it is, right? <laughs> And, you know, my my role in NCDA. So we have all these hands out doing different things. But for you, what brings you the most joy when you think about all the different roles and hats you play? What's what lights your fire? Can you narrow it down? Do you have one thing or a couple things that really just like, yeah, I love it? Well, one one thing when you say lights my fire is when when I talk to people and be authentic about each and everything I say. I don't mean that I'm not authentic when I'm doing my job of being a trainer or whatever, Mm -hmm. but at times we focus on the business contents and and the business related skills. When you talk about being a human being and saying that it's totally okay to have your down moments and, and to feel whatever you are feeling, talking to people at that level, I don't know, maybe humanity is what really makes me feel so real. I remember uh, I told a friend of mine uh, that because I work as a trainer, a training consultant and a coach, people would always expect me to be satisfied and happy and achieving. And I cannot show them that sometimes I suffer. But then he told me, yes, maybe at that moment you would not be a role model, but you'd be real. And I remember this uh, exact word now, each and everything I do, when even in, in my business contents training programs that I deliver, I tell people it's totally fine to be an underperforming. It's mm-hmm. totally fine to, to have personal issues that conflict with your performance at work. Mm-hmm. So it's like destroying all the cliches that says you have to separate your personal from right. your professional life. Uh-huh. Yes, because because you're not talking to machines. After all, we are all humans. And and maybe the, the, the beauty of being a human is that we are unpredictable. <laughs> I mean, some people can adapt to change in a very different way than myself. And, and this is what makes us in a continuous pursuit of learning because you learn from other people how to adapt and they actually learn from you how to deal with the different situations. To answer your question, this is the exact moment where I feel, wow, I'm doing something that I'm really passionate about. This is when I compare it to the pharmaceutical sciences I, I worked in for eight years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So definitely that's better. <laughs> Fantastic. No, I hear you. However many thousand miles we are apart, right? I feel that energy and passion, even when you speak on it. It resonates with me because when we work with businesses to to work on their employee engagement and making really their employers employees happier and more productive, we always say people are not widgets. And so the more that you can treat them as real humans, not individuals who just collect a paycheck or simply are there as a product of your company, that they're real people investing in them at a personal level, the good, the bad, and the ugly at times, right? And and, and you're right. I was raised, you leave your personal life at the door. Well, I wish, but my life affects a lot in pretty much everything. I always joke when I say, everywhere I go, there I am. So for us to look at employees or people to say, oh, well, we're not interested in in maybe that aspect is not realistic. And the more that we can build relationship and connection, the more that people feel connected 
their place of employment cares. And so I hear you. And thank you for sharing that. I love it. I mean, I just, there's just really no other way to say it. I appreciate the honesty. Tressa, real quick. Yeah. Okay. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Yeah. (laughs) No, I I was interested in the conversation, but I got to tell you, one of the things that you just said made me think about how the pandemic, this is just one other way that things have changed, right? So leave your personal life at the door. Your personal life is now your work life because you're working from home. For the most part, I think most people are still in the mode of working from home. And I mean, I just taught a class yesterday when our class kicked off and I was joking around about how I said, yeah, there's two kinds of people, you know, those folks that don't put their picture up because they, they're they not paying attention to those folks that decided that, you know, they didn't want to get dressed for the, the class today. And it's really sweet because one of the students said, my toddler will point and tap on all the pictures of the people if I don't turn off the camera. So you'll just see a little baby. And I thought to myself, right when you said that, I thought of that student and I thought to myself, yeah, I mean, when you've got young kids, now you're home and you're worker, there is no separation of that in in many cases. And I think, you know, we were even talking with one of our good friends last week about this and how, you know, home was like her safe space. That's like my sanctuary. My home is so separate. Like when I leave work, I leave work and how that's been a real struggle for her. And I'm sure with, you know, between your life coaching and your career coaching and all that. My question, Leah, is what would you say are some of the best tips or tricks or practices for people to separate that and keep their, I don't want to say necessarily totally separate, but like keep their mental health intact (laughs) while they're trying to navigate the waters of still trying to do a full-time job and everything else. I mean, are there specific techniques or, you know, just one or two things that you would say like to any of our listeners that are kind of struggling in that area, what can they do to create that healthy work-life balance now that, you know, worlds have collided? This is a very interesting question because I remember from the very beginning of of the pandemic and the organizations going to the work from home option, not knowing how to navigate through it. I delivered several webinars and training programs about this. And surprisingly, my very first tip is to remember that we are human beings. It's totally okay to feel not okay. And it's totally okay to to feel even for professionals, for the career professionals or the life coaches, sometimes we cannot even provide assistance because we need it at that time. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people, first of all, take care of yourselves, have breaks, talk to friends and mentors, seek support because you guys are the very most important asset in the equation. You You cannot help anybody else if you are not feeling well. Mm -hmm. So that would be my very first step. And for career professionals, to be specific, or for trainers, my tip to them is to be receptive and very flexible and adaptable. Because what is happening nowadays, I don't believe it has been documented or discussed in the references and the textbooks we have. No, I don't remember. I don't remember learning this part in in any text I read. (laughs) So now it's new. Just be in the moment and accept all what the universe is telling us at at this very moment. And in order to, to maintain this balance between work and life... Well, communication, communication is very important. So for example, for having this podcast, I told my family, so guys, I'll be away for like one hour or two hours. So please just make the noise a little bit less <laughs> because they can, definitely they cannot stop it, but just a little bit less. And I have my own space where I can kind of psychologically isolate myself and mentally isolate myself. Mm-hmm. Another thing is I always tell people, 
have this space comfortable for you. So maybe uh, put a plant one side, take care of the light, the intensity of the light in front of you, because our <laughs> homes were not really equipped to have them as workplaces. Mm-hmm. So these tiny things are very important for, for us understanding how to, I, I don't like the word separate work from, uh, from life because you can never separate it. This is who we are. But in order to be productive, give yourself some time to focus and, and make it easy for you to focus and to be productive and to see the outcomes. But at the very same time, your breaks are very important as well. So dedicate time for the family. I remember one participant in one of the workshops telling me, my kids do not understand that I am at home, but I am working. His kids are, uh, are very young. And as long as daddy is at home, then it's time to play. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. I told him, well, this is, of course, normal because they are kids. They do not really understand that. But if you dedicate time to them without the, the mobile peeping every now and then or an email coming to you and you have to open your mobile phone to see who sent it, if you dedicate time to them, they surprisingly would respect your time away from them, even if you are at home. That's actually a really great tip. And and I, I don't have young children. Aaron does have younger children at home. And, and I know there is, because they are children, it is very confusing because in the past, when parents are home, it, there's been no workaround, right? And so there there is some confusion there. But I, I love that tip of setting aside those blocks of time where this is our time to be together. Now I've got to go back here and then you're going to do your thing, you know, and kind of keeping it, Um, I, what I would say is like implementing a structure where there really previously wasn't a need for one, you know, um, and I think that structure is key. And, and speaking of clutter, when you said that, I think both Aaron and I looked around our desks here and uh, and I have to tell you, I actually did a, a massive clean out of my office um, just the other day. Boy, did that feel great. I mean, it yeah. just, it, I feel like my desk is a, my desk and my garage are both direct reflections of how, what's going on in my mind, you know, and it's like a cluttered, yeah. a cluttered work area is like a cluttered mind where you can't seem to get focused. So I think those are all all awesome tips. And I and I appreciate that because I think that there's a lot of people as the pandemic wears on and as lockdowns, at least here, and and I'm curious about what your we call them lockdowns here, but I don't I don't know if that's exactly what you call them there or if that's even happening. I'm curious to know about that as well. But you know, as these things kind of continue to draw on when we thought they'd be done by now, I think people need to keep reminding themselves of these little tips and tricks of communication, structuring time, all those things, you know, that you talked about, which is, I think, being flexible, but also giving yourself a break. Like, and I don't mean a break, like structuring your time. I mean, it's okay that you're not okay. And as Aaron always says, it's just not okay to stay that way, right? So it's okay if you're having a bad day and you're stressed out or you're not feeling great about what's going on. I think you're not alone in that. I think we're all very not okay with what's going on for a million different reasons, but it's okay to acknowledge that. And I think be mindful of those things. And so I think those, those were all very great reminders and, and just really resonated with me. And I appreciate that perspective. I think a lot more people need to hear that. It's not only okay to, to acknowledge, it's very important to acknowledge whatever we are feeling and, and whatever we are thinking of, because I always tell my clients, never ignore a single thought, a single feeling that comes to you. Just acknowledge it's it's being there and put it on paper 
just to uh, to transfer it from um, from inside our minds because it's like a gray cloud that that prevents you from seeing things clearly. Put it on paper to put it in our physical world. I tell them it's like we are giving life to this thought or feeling. So in case we want it to be gone, so by giving it life and allowing it to go, so it can go. Other than that, it will always remain inside our minds and inside our heads. Like you said, it's, it will be always cluttering our mind. Yeah, definitely. The physical clutter is, is a reflection of our mental clutter. Oh, that's really good. You know, I think we were going to ask another question related to that. Like, you know, what would you say to like the career professional? And honestly, I'm not even sure at this point, because what you just said is applicable regardless of your position or what side of the fence you're, are you the helper or the one being helped? I think what you just said is perfect career professional to be flexible, to be able to realize, you know, our, our, for example, our, our government one-stop centers where career development happens for a lot of people and many places are still appointment only or shut down. That sometimes is less than ideal, but at the same time, the flexibility, what you just said really struck me. Maybe those who are listening, instead of talking about the next plan to help other people, they need to just talk amongst themselves to really put to the world what they're thinking and feeling instead of keeping it inside and being isolated and say, you know, maybe I don't like this in to get it out there instead of always being so afraid or you don't want to make your boss mad or you don't want to come across like you're just a grumpy person. I'm going to shy away from the counseling term clinical supervision, but Mm -hmm. truthfully, just to be able to have more of a human moment with their staffs and to say, you know, why don't you tell me really like, what, what are you doing? What do you like? Where, where are you at? Because I think we're at a point, especially, and I know we joke about the weather, but when it's negative eight and you have two foot of snow, you don't even go outside. You're like stuck, stuck. Even me, and I'll, I'll admit it, there are a lot of times I think I have a lot of thoughts and I don't put them down and they, they do bounce around a lot. And so I think it's really important to consider that. Are we going to write those out and be brave enough to share them. And if you're a person, a boss or a supervisor or a leader, can you create that space where it's a good environment and and safe to do that, right? Where you really do value what they're feeling and thinking within themselves. Yeah. One student of mine who's currently attending the, the FCD program told me that she's working in the human resource department and she actually created what she called a career chat cafe, where it is some virtual space where employees just voice out whatever comes to their minds without being, you know, supervised from their bosses, just to give them this psychological freedom to say whatever they want. And she she tells me she's always surprised with what, what the employees are sharing, because people are unwearing the masks that they used to wear when they met face to face. They are talking from the heart instead of showing off as they used to be in uh, when they met. And they are being very authentic and real. So definitely those kind of initiatives, I always encourage them because once you open up, you are ready to receive. If you stop talking, if you stop emptying your cup, you cannot receive any more in the cup. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. So it's called, so she set up and it's called career chat and it's just essentially like a virtual space for employees to get together and kind of, I guess it's the virtual water cooler, so to speak, right? I don't know if you guys have that same term there, but here, you know, we, around the water cooler, people chat about, you know, their weekends and this and that. So it's kind of the virtual water cooler, right? I mean, what a, what a great idea. And did she say that employees are utilizing that space? I mean, is it, it does it seem to be catching on? At first, they were, of course, unfamiliar with the, the idea and, and maybe a little bit distrusting that their managers would be listening to whatever they're saying. Sure. But then, yeah, <laughs> but then they, they, they kind of, they found the benefit of speaking up. So they loved the idea and they started sharing even things about their daily life at home and and having their kids. And, and actually, one thing is that they talked about the innovations they they mate with their kids at home to keep them busy of course it's amazing that that is amazing so so along those lines i'm i'm curious all of us here yes we teach you know we instruct people on how to provide services to their job seekers their customers right and, and a lot of what we talk about i think in in all of our work i think it's what we we share in common is we're always saying okay here are some things that you can do for somebody else right as far as their career goes along the same lines of this career chat because you have a different perspective being both career coach and an FCD instructor. You know, this pandemic has offered, I think, opportunity for people who recognize it as opportunity and then seize the moment of opportunity, right? So what would you say, and and as, as far as your perspective with the clients that you serve, whether it be locally there in Cairo or in the UK or some of the other countries that you're involved with, what are some of the opportunities or or ways in which people can start thinking about their personal career growth through this pandemic? We're trying to help other people get opportunities that didn't exist, but oftentimes, like all helpers do, we forget, right? We just talked about this, that we forget about our own careers. And then, you know, five yeah. years later, you're still the same, you know, you're still a case manager, which by the way, is great. If that's really what you want to do, that's wonderful. I mean, is there any best tips or practices that you would say, you know, take this opportunity charting out your own career pathway. And as a career practitioner, as a workforce development professional, what are some of the things people could be doing now? So when the pandemic is over, which it will be, what could we be doing now as practitioners to start looking at our own career pathways and building out that plan for ourselves? Well, one very interesting thing, or let me say opportunity, like you phrased it, we have now an opportunity to look back at all the achievements that we have done in the uh, in the past years. So I always tell people to have this updated track record of all the achievements made even in the smallest and the tiniest ones in almost all aspects, professionally, personally, spiritually, because looking at this track record every now and then makes the person fully aware of their competence in navigating life. Mm -hmm. It helps us highlight our points of strength and areas of expertise so, so we can put them into action whenever needed. And in bad times, it definitely helps us see the half full. So to resist yeah. surrendering and to be able to stand back, like the song says, to brush off the dust and, and start mm -hmm. again. I always encourage people to, to write and to journal all the thoughts that are coming because some people do not really believe in, in writing down their thoughts. But mm -hmm. once they start, I can tell you that they don't want to stop. And we're not talking about a resume. I mean, I want to be clear about this point that you're, you know, when you say update your, you know, what I heard you say wasn't go and update your resume about your job no. functions. It was 
identify your accomplishments. What have you accomplished? What are things you're proud of, whether it be in your work or your personal life? Like this is, you know, I just want to make that clear for anybody who's listening. We're not talking about updating your resume because you're going to go get a new job. We're talking about highlighting the things that you're proud of, that you've accomplished through your work, things that you would be proud to tell others about and possibly share with even, you know, I, I would say not even future employers, but other colleagues who might be, you know, saying, well, gosh, I don't, you know, I'm kind of feeling lost. Like I, I don't really know what to do with my own career. You know, it's it's things that you can share with others for inspiration or even ideas about some of your own accomplishments. Because when we start telling people to write things down about what they do, and this happens to us in, in class all the time, we'll say, well, what is one thing you're proud of as it relates to your work? And it's funny because it's just crickets, you know, just people stop and they're like, what? Because they've never had, they've never thought about it. They've only ever did a resume. Well, what did you do? I was responsible for this, right? So it was very transactional and and black and white and based on job descriptions and not about things that I think that they valued and acknowledged about their own work. So I, I appreciate that. And I love that. That's a great, that's a great tip because I think from that, then you can start launching into a little bit more around personal branding and, and yes. kind of telling the story of who you are as a professional and as a person, when you're trying to, you know, potentially move up right in your career or maybe, or move laterally and, and maybe change positions and do something yeah. a little different in the work. Yeah, so that's precisely. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so I always tell them have a portfolio. And this portfolio is not the portfolio of of the jobs you have held in the past, but rather the accomplishments um, in each and every single aspect of your life. Because like you said, Tressa, you can use it in your resume if you want, because you already have this information and you can use it when you communicate to people in, in a networking event. So people get to know the real you and definitely you can use it in your personal branding because, well, we say personal branding. So it's, it's you as a person, not as a profession. So yeah, definitely. This is one of the things that I even enjoy spending time on my portfolio. Like I said, just looking back at all the accomplishments that you did definitely elevates and uh, elevates your self-confidence and makes you feel like a a really accomplished person, even in, in those tough times. And of course, one last tip I would tell all the professionals out there, guys, seek support. That we are here to lift each other. I'm saying this because (laughs) I personally was resisting that, thinking that I already had all what I needed and I had the knowledge and the competence to help myself stand stand up. But it wasn't very successful uh, until I started to open up and to show my vulnerability, knowing that I'm not alone in whatever I was facing and seeing people who have been there or those who have managed to get out of there So definitely it helped big time. So yeah, big support. That's exactly right. And I I say that not because I'm the best at that, but because it does resonate within me. And that, again, going back to any leaders, going back to to each other on a human level, make sure we're doing our best to foster environments in which it's okay, that people feel safe. And then if you're listening to this and you know in your heart that you're someone who needs to open up and to share and to seek support, guess what you have to do? You have to do it. You have to take one step forward and risk that with someone you trust. We're kind of in this together, like as a, as a human species, right? As people, yeah. you harbor probably no other feelings that are just simply you alone in the world have. And I think we would find more commonality in that. You know, through getting to know you, Aaliyah, over the past couple months, it does mm-hmm. feel good to know there are other 
like-minded people in the world. And there is a measure of support that comes with this. I was telling Tressa, because I know you guys had just met, but this person is awesome. I mean, full of life and, and energy and a passion for what she does. And it just matches what we do. And I like it. I, I like the, the ability to have conversation with her. Right. I mean, we've had long conversations yeah. sometimes like I don't even know what that was, but ultimately it was about support is about growth. And and I can see that now. And so you create those environments. And, and that's really I just feel like I have to acknowledge that. So Thank it's you. good. It's really good. And, you know, we're, we're getting right about near the end because our, our, our listener base is usually we're about 45 minutes on a podcast. So before we go, I just want to say to everybody listening, coming up in the next month or so, we're going to have a live workshop webinar. We're going to attack an issue where we're going to open it up to anybody who wants to join us. So we just want to throw that out there. Be looking on our website and our social media platforms to announce when and what date and topic that's going to be. We'd like you to, to join us. But before we go, we're off script a little bit. So here you go. Ready? Tell us, Aaliyah, something that you like to do for fun outside of work. Like, what's the first thing? Hiking. I love hiking. <laughs> well, that was hard for you. So you right. like hike, hiking, I hear. <laughs> I love hiking. So we have this amazing place in Egypt. We call it St. Catherine. It's in Sinai. And it is full of nature. So it has the sea, the mountains, the sun, the snow, like everything in the world, mm. even the greenery. So it's amazing. And I, I before before the pandemic, I used to to go hiking every fourth week of every month. Wow. So it's been like, yeah, maybe maybe for four or five years now. So yeah, this is the best and, and the most fun thing in the world. That was super but easy for you. you got, I know you got so excited about it too. That was so great. I was like, oh, hiking. I'm like, and then it, I, so now all I can, I just totally get, you're so great with your, you are so descriptive that you're giving me all these visualizations. And I so appreciate that. But I just want to, I just want to say, as we wrap up, Aaliyah, I'm going to say ditto to what Aaron had to say, because we're doing this on Zoom or recording us on Zoom. I actually uh, wrote Aaron a chat and I said, she is so cool. I feel inspired now. Like, you know, it, it, you just, you have a way about you that I think is an easy way that your genuineness comes through wholeheartedly through your voice. And obviously I get the pleasure of actually seeing your facial expressions and all that. But I just want to say thank you so much for sharing in my opinion, you know, we were talking about this ahead of time, but you know, it's like, you know, being human is a global experience, you know, where I'm in California, he's in Michigan, you're in Cairo, and we're dealing with people, you know, practitioners, and, and we're training folks, and we're all hearing and experiencing a lot of the same things. And from what you're sharing, everything that you said, as far as who you're working with and tips that you would give them and thinking about careers is exactly the same stuff that would apply for folks here in the States. It's just remarkable because I think it's it's so easy for us to always look for the differences and not the similarities. We're always kind of tending in that direction. And so we appreciate your time. You know, I know it's in the evening there, so it took time away from your family to, to be on this podcast and record this, but we're really looking forward to working with you in the future and, and hopefully calling you a colleague and friend for, for the years Hi. to come. So thank you very much. And, and I'm going to try to say this properly. Shukran laka. Is that how you say it? Is that <laughs> yes. Okay. It says, so thank you very much. Um, look you. forward to Aliyah joining us and us kind of combining global forces to bring you some of the best content there is 
when it comes to career and workforce development. We wish you a wonderful, safe week and keep up the good work. I, I, I know your clients are benefiting greatly. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a great pleasure for uh, for being with you on this podcast. And until we meet someday, sometime, somehow, <laughs> well, stay safe. Thank you so Thank much. You.